minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody, and a guten chodesh, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Monday morning, back to work we go. I guess for those who still have school, then you're heading back to school as well. At this point, I'm not sure what we call school and or work anymore uh, over the last few months. But anyway, it's a Monday, uh, June 22nd, the 30th of Sivan. Today is Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh Tammuz. Day one is today. All the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh. Yalavayavo, half Hallel. Uh, special Torah reading, Musaf, Baruch whatever your custom calls for in terms of what to say on a Rosh Chodesh morning. And a Guten Chodesh to everybody out there from all of us here at JM in the AM. Uh, so, uh, but what do we have for you? <laughs> I'm all confused. Yidel had Yehi Shalom, Elio, that was Eitan Freiluch. Shalshelis had Meheira, Enod Melvado, done by David Lowy. Mayor Sherman with both Yehi HaChodesh Hazeh and Masech HaShem, our Monday morning theme song. And, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. 73 degrees, 63% humidity, winds are west at 6 miles per hour. Sunny today with a high of 89, then tonight partly cloudy and a low of 72. Tomorrow partly cloudy, a high 86 degrees. Yushalayim is at 79. We're at 73 here in New York City as we say Good morning at JM and the AM. I want to remind everybody we're hitting the road tomorrow. Tomorrow, Tuesday live lunch and Wednesday live lunch will take uh, will take place from the road. In fact, the truth is Thursday's live lunch is also going to be uh, taking place from the road because we're going to encore a whole bunch of stuff from the um, from the previous days during our Thursday live lunch. So we are celebrating Phase Two in New York City which begins today. We are reopening 
and we're celebrating the reopening and hitting the road in celebration of the reopening. Um, today, today we stay put. Tomorrow we'll be at the uh, Central Perk Cafe in the five towns. Uh, social distancing, outside dining, adhering to all the rules, but broadcasting from there as uh, we head to the five towns and visit one of the um, one of the big neighborhoods in our community that is uh, going to be completely in phase two by tomorrow. They've been in phase two for a few days already. And then on Wednesday, we'll be in front of Sammy's on Queen Anne Road in Teaneck, New Jersey. We'll be in front of Sammy's, Queen Anne Road, Teaneck, New Jersey at 11 a.m. And again, that will celebrate New Jersey and its uh, drift into Phase 2. So, yeah, we're celebrating the Phase 2 reopening of New York today, but we're going to be broadcasting from outside of New York City both days. 11 a.m. tomorrow, live lunch from Central Perk Cafe uh, on uh, in the Five Towns, and then Wednesday, live lunch at 11 a.m., in front of Sammy's on Queen Anne Road in Teaneck, New Jersey. So join us. Feel free. Should be a lot of fun. Again, 11 a.m. tomorrow in the Five Towns, 11 a.m. Wednesday in Teaneck. All brought to you by our wonderful friends at Kedem. Again, all brought to you by our wonderful friends at Kedem, and they do have an amazing prize, as we described Friday. They have an amazing prize for the um, the raffle that we're going to be doing Tuesday and Wednesday. Someone's going to walk away from those two shows with an absolutely incredible gift. It might be a gift that you're going to use once things are quote-unquote back to normal, uh, but nonetheless, it's a gift, and it's a great gift. Uh, the special raffle is a raffle for a gift card for the Tierra Sur VIP wine tasting and dinner for five people at the Herzog Winery in California. So next time you're in L.A., or we you know people out there who you want to... Uh, entertain out there in the California area. Uh, the special raffle Tuesday and Wednesday will end up with one winner of a gift card for a Tierra Sur VIP wine tasting and dinner for five at the Herzog Winery in California. That's pretty cool, and you get an opportunity to enjoy all that um, whenever you wish. Just make sure to come on down and get your name into our raffle tomorrow in the five towns or Wednesday on Queen Anne Road in Teaneck, so you could be eligible for that prize. And we could draw that prize on Wednesday and send someone, to, well, not send someone to California, but when you're in California, you'll be able to travel with your gift card for a wine tasting and dinner for five people at the Herzog Winery. Very, very cool. So a special thanks to our friends from Kedem. Also want to thank our friends at the Rothenberg Law Firm. We had a great show yesterday, really, really fun show. Uh, at 1130 yesterday morning as we celebrated Israel, a, a virtual parade. Um, it was great doing the show. Did it with uh, Miriam L. Wallach. And uh, thank you to the Rothenberg Law Firm, InjuryLawyer.com, for, again, sponsoring everything that we do that celebrates. It's everything we do in general, but everything we do that celebrates Israel especially. So a big thank you to the Rothenberg Law Firm. And uh, that was a lot of fun uh, spending Father's Day um, presenting a great show in honor of uh, celebrating Israel. It was really, really cool. Rosh Chodesh Tammuz on a Monday here at JM in the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you had a wonderful Father's Day. Uh, well, we're saying Hallel, as you know. We're saying Hallel today, half Hallel in honor of Rosh Chodesh. These words come from Hallel. Danny Palgon at JM in the AM. <laughs> 
מקודשת לי, מקודשת לי בטבעת זו. הרי הרי את הרי את מקודשת לי, בטבעת זו. כדעת משה Oh, man. 
Come on, come on, 
another toss and turn Been working hard to not fall apart But now I feel I'm burning down Trying to figure all this out Headed to my car, running from the stars Trying to be in control Hit the docks, put the car in park Headed into the cold I can feel the chill deep in my bones In my soul Brand new Arye Kunstler song is entitled Accept here at uh, JM in the AM. Before that, you heard the uh, Ohad selection, Semach Tzadik, Samchem done by Baruch Levine, Yaakov Shweki, and Hare At. Maishi Tishler at Moda'ani, and in honor of Rosh Chodesh, Hodu done by Danny Palgon here at JM in the AM. First day of Rosh Chodesh, Tammuz on a Monday, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Round the world, the web at NahumSingle.com and the NahumSingle Network, and of course, the beloved NSN app. We will explore later on this morning 
the lawsuit being brought by the uh, uh, the group of summer camps against the governor of the state of New York. We'll speak to Avi Schick, who is uh, one of the people behind that whole effort, uh, coming up here at JMNAM. Also, big news from Seth Levitt and our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman hot dogs now available at Trader Joe's nationwide. Abel's and Hyman hot dogs now available at Trader Joe's nationwide. That is a topic for us to explore, and no doubt we will at some point. That I can guarantee you. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast coming up next. Reminder, 11 o'clock tomorrow from the Five Towns, Central Perk Cafe. 11 o'clock Wednesday from Teaneck, New Jersey on Queen Anne Road in front of Sammy's. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, next to JMM. Galitzal, Mirushalayim, Ashara Stein, Shalom Rav, Kanran Yavnai, Imashekoreachav. בדיון שנערך בשעה זו בקבינט הקורונה הוחלט להאריך לתוספת של 2,000 מונשמים כתוצאה מהנגיף בבתי החולים. בנוסף, השרים דנים בצעדים נדרשים בטווח המיידי כדי לאפשר האטה בקצב התחלואה. מותר לפרסום אלופת ישראל באתלטיקה לשעבר, סבטלנה גזנטילוב, הואשמה בניהול רשת סחר בנשים למטרות זנות. כתב בתחום המשפט ליה ספילקין. על פי כתב האישום, גנזדילוב ניהלה במשך חמש שנים רשת בתי בושת באזור המרכז והשרון. את הנשים שחלקן הובאו לארץ בסיוע של מתווכים בחו"ל, העסיקה כ-13 שעות ביום עם כ-20 לקוחות בכל משמרת. היא לקחה לעצמה את רוב הכסף שהנשים היו מקבלות, והשאירה להן מאות שקלים בלבד לכל יום עבודה. יותר ממיליון ומאה אלף עובדים הוצאו לחל"ת או פוטרו בחודש מאי, כתבנו לענייני כלכלה ניתאי ענבי. לפי נתוני הלשכה המרכזית לסטטיסטיקה, במאי היו 950 אלף עובדים בחופשה ללא תשלום בגלל סיבות הקשורות בקורונה, רבע מכוח העבודה במשק, 161 אלף מוגדרים מובטלים. הענפים שבהם נעדרו העובדים, שירותי אירוח ואוכל, 64 אחוזים, ובידור אופנאי, 51 אחוזים, נפתחו באופן חלקי ומאוחר, יבואו לידי ביטוי בחודש הבא. הקרב על הריבונות מוביל למחלוקות בתוך הליכוד. שר לשעבר ויושב ראש מרכז הליכוד חיים כץ אומר, לא נסכים למובלעות בריבונות, ניאבק בכך. את דבריו פרסמה לראשונה כתבתנו המדינית מוריה אסרה פולברג. מאז פירוק גוש קטיף, אנחנו על אחת כמה וכמה בעד החלת הריבונות על כל שטחי ארץ ישראל. אנחנו נגד מובלעות, אנחנו נגד בידוד יישובים. אנחנו רוצים שכל ארץ ישראל, מהים עד הירדן, תהיה בשליטת ישראל. צריכים להיאבק על העניין, אז אנחנו ניאבק על העניין. ומטעם הליכוד לא נמסרה תגובה, ראש המועצה האזורית שומרון יוסי דגן בירך על הדברים ואמר, הליכוד מחזק את נתניהו, אבל בלי סיפוח סמלי. הצהרת תובע הוגשה נגד תושב חיפה בחשד שאנס ילדה בת עשר בעיר, כתבנו בחיפה קובי מנדל. פרקליטות מחוז חיפה תגיש כבר בימים הקרובים כתב אישום נגד הצעיר בן ה-21 מחיפה, אשר על פי חשד אנס באלימות ילדה כבת עשר במיטתה לפני יותר משבועיים. החשוד הודה ושחזר את המעשה. עורך דינו רונן חליבה מסר לנו כי עדיין לא התקבלה חוות דעת פסיכיאטרית בעניין מרשו, אך המשטרה המשיכה לחקור אותו כרגיל. שר האוצר ישראל כץ והשרה לחיזוק קהילתי אורלי לוי אבקסיס מנעו סגירה של כ-700 תקנים לרכזים ברשויות מקומיות שהזרימו תקציב מיידי של 15 מיליון שקלים. כתובתנו עדה שטייף מציינת שחלק גדול מהתקנים הם של רכזים של הרשות למניעת אלימות, סמים ואלכוהול שפעלו מול בני נוער. חמישה בני אדם נהרגו ו-780 נפצעו בתאונות דרכים מתחילת השבוע שעבר. 
בהם 12 במצב קשה. כך עולה מנתוני הרשות הלאומית לבטיחות בדרכים ומד"א, שמרכז כתבנו רפאל כהן במסגרת מעקב יומן הצהריים. מזג האוויר, ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
Miami Mizrach with Lo Yanum. Before that, Eitan Katz and Zusha together with a brand new one entitled Karava. Monday morning, JM in the AM, Rosh Chodesh morning. All the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh, don't forget. Yalaviyavo and Half Halel and special Torah reading. Musaf, Baruch whatever your custom calls for. It's a Rosh Chodesh morning, a two-day Rosh Chodesh, Monday and Tuesday for Rosh Chodesh Tammuz. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Segal Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Yitzchak wants to know if yesterday's special Israel parade coverage is available on the archives. It certainly is. Got to figure out where we're putting it. I'll check with Avrami exactly where it's going to be, and we'll try to get back to you. It's like on that. Feel free to email us, nachum at nachumsegel.com, nachum at nachumsegel.com, or if you email Avrami, AF at nachumsegel.com, he'll be more than happy to just send you the link. Um, but yes, that was a special done. Uh, even though we weren't on Fifth Avenue, we were sort of, you know, making believe we were on Fifth Avenue and, and thanking the Rothenberg Law Firm for sponsoring and uh, presenting our parade coverage or our Celebrate Israel coverage more accurately. And playing some great music, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So thank you, listener Yitzchak, for that. Uh, this listener says Boker Tov. Just want to give a shout out to AJ and Ora Fuchs in Yerushalayim. AJ and Ora Fuchs. Shout out to you in Jerusalem. Happy first birthday, birthday to Chedva and Mazel Tov on her new baby sister. Any suggestions to get the Bubby to Israel? Well, it might be Bubby's suggestion from last week that the only way to get there right now is to actually make Aliyah. You may want to consult with our friends at Nefesh Benefesh and get that going. This way you'll see your grandchildren ASAP. Uh, I don't know of any other foolproof method uh, right now, frankly, uh, which is pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Uh, tomorrow, it's a free Rosh Chodesh concert to raise our spirits presented by the Young Israel of East Brunswick. Tomorrow night, starting at 7 p.m., I'm honored to serve as host. Eitan Katz and Shulam Lemmer are going to be performing. Uh, information, just go to yieb.org, yieb.org for the Young Israel of East Brunswick, yieb.org. Again, for the Young Israel of East Brunswick for information on that. Um... A reminder this Sunday, Bris Avram presents the Rebbe's Revolutionary Vision for our lives today in honor of the Rebbe's Day, Gimel Tammuz, Rabbi Simon Jacobson, the noted author, is going to be the guest this coming Sunday at 8.45 p.m. Uh, there is a Zoom ID. Uh, we'll give it to you as we get closer. And, of course, you can go to brisavram.org, brisavram.org, and just uh, check it out. Um, also, uh, we are brought to you, this portion of the NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage in Delhi is the world's best. And now, there's some good hot dog news for the entire nation. A&H hot dogs available at Trader Joe's nationwide. Again, A&H hot dogs available at Trader Joe's nationwide. Yes, it is a big deal. Make sure to spread the word. People around the country can enjoy A&H hot dogs, which is pretty significant to say the least. Also, a big shout out to our friends at Art School. Reminder, reminder, reminder uh, that for the next um, for the next nine days, for the next nine days, 25% off everything from Art Scroll uh, during the month of June. Everything 25% off during the month of June. Check it out. Either walk into your retailer or go to uh, the website, artsgirl.com. Again, that's artsgirl.com. 
Want to encourage our early morning listeners who have not yet joined our uh, spring 2020 fundraising campaign to please, please do so. We need everyone. We need everyone's participation to make it a great success. No matter what it is, you can give ten dollars, a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, or a million dollars, or anywhere in between. Whatever you can give, please, please be as generous as possible. Go to the website and support us. FJBUnity.org. FJBUnity.org. Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. FJBUnity.org. Or you could simply make a check payable to Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. Five five one. Grand Street, Suite 3, New York City, 1002. That's 551 Grand Street, Suite 3, New York City, 1002. And we say thank you very, very much. Yaakov Shweki's next. It's JM in the AM.
Shine. 
Eitan and Shlomo Cats together. A song that we are still uh, <laughs> enamored with, to say the least. From the... Uh, <laughs> it's funny. Um, from the uh, Live in Jerusalem, volume number two. Eitan Cats officially here at JMNAM. Uh, Yaakov Shweki before that with Ishtab Achshimo. Rosh Chodesh Tammuz morning on a Monday here at JMNAM. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you very much for being part of this amazing radio experience. Don't forget, tomorrow at 11 a.m., it's a live lunch on the road. We are actually going to venture out of the studio. Uh, We'll do so with all the regulations necessary, all the social distancing and the policies that need to be adhered to. But we're heading out to uh, start, I guess we could say, celebrating or commemorating the, uh, the move to Phase 2 here in New York City and for other places, either Phase 2 or, or further along. Uh, tomorrow we'll be at the Central Perk Cafe outside in front in the five towns. Very much looking forward to it. And um, on Wednesday we'll be on Queen Anne Road, Teaneck, New Jersey, in front of Sammy's. Uh, also very much looking forward to it and adhering, of course, to all the rules and regulations, as you would suspect we would. 
Um, so make sure to stop by, join us, speak to us from the proper number of feet away. Uh, we will get guests on. We're figuring that out as we speak. And it should be interesting. So Rosh Chodesh tomorrow at 11 a.m. in the Five Towns. Wednesday, Teaneck uh, in um, in Teaneck, New Jersey, in front of Sammy's at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. That is the uh, the schedule for the week, and that should be very interesting. Getting out there and seeing you. This will be this will be the first time that we're on the road since February, and I believe it's the first time that we are doing any type of show with any type of audience. And any type of the full team being together uh, since Purim. Can't think of any other time. So tomorrow's June 23rd. It's time to it's time to start getting uh, getting out there and um, and being part of the community, not just the, the way we've been part of the community all these months, but in a physical way as well. Uh, this portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best. And the big announcement of the day is that A&H Hot Dogs is now, are now available at Trader Joe's Nationwide. Spread the word. Now available at Trader Joe's Nationwide. Spread the word. We always like spreading good news. So here's an opportunity. Here's an opportunity to spread some really, really Good and important news, frankly. <laughs> um, and Mazel Tov on that to uh, Seth and everybody at uh, at A and H. I'm sure they're very excited, and I bet you the people at uh, Trader Joe's are excited because they get to uh, provide it for their uh, wonderful customers all around the country. It's pretty amazing. That means if you're traveling, which I'm sure people will be doing soon, I hope. Uh, if you're traveling, you actually could uh, could find kosher hot dogs on the road. You get one of those uh, disposable grills, you know, that they sell in those supermarkets, disposable grill, and you are literally as set as you could ever be for an amazing lunch or dinner. I mean, just uh, you're as set as ever now when you travel along those uh, along those routes around the country. Uh, coming up, we'll talk about summer camps. Avi Schick, Esquire, is going to join us. We'll talk about summer camps and what the Jewish summer camps have to say about Governor Cuomo's decision. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zebnevis of Levi, Zechonishmas Esther Basarvos of Levi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizok. Good morning. The great Rabbi Hanina ben Trajan, he would sit and occupy himself with Torah. He would be makil kehilos, publicly gather large assemblies, and would have a Sefer Torah in his lap. The Romans had outlawed all Torah learning, especially that in public. So when they caught him, they brought him, and they wrapped him up in a Torah. They then circled it with bundles of vines and set it on fire. They put sponges of wool that were soaked in water on top of his heart in order that the fire shouldn't kill him quickly and he should have a long and agonizing death. The Talmidim said to him as the fires were burning, Rebbe, what do you see? He said the following, Givilin nisrafin v'osios porchos ba'aver. The parchment is indeed burning, but the letters are flying in the air. The great Rav Shmuel Rozovsky explains that the letters, the porchos ba'aver, that were flying in the air, are all the Jews 
who want to be drawn close to Hashem. We gather together and we have the gevilin, we have the parchment in order to gather together those osios, those diverse yidin, those Jews from all over the world and to give them form on the parchment. This was the service of Rabbi Hanina to be makil kehilos, to gather assemblies from all over to teach them that they should learn Torah. Today, on Rosh Chodesh, we say, Ma ashiv l'ashem, kol tagmuloi aloi. What can I repay to Hashem for all that we have, all of the Torah, all of the avod in today's world? Rav Yoshev explains that we must know that Hashem does not just give us matanos, just presence, but He gives us a mission. He gives us the kalim, the tools and the resources that we have to utilize. Not only that a person has to make sure that the resources are being properly utilized in honor of heaven. We have to repay in kind to Hashem the goodness that has been given to us, whether it is chachma, whether it is for us to be involved in Torah, or whether it is for us to help those places that promote and are marbits Torah, that strengthen Torah, like the morning program. Ma ashiv l'ashem. A person has to ask themselves on these special days, what can I repay to Hashem? Kol tagmulohi olai, for all that He has done for me. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. My thanks, Rabbi Goldwasser, for that. And, uh, Frankly, I think I'll say it again, what I just said a few minutes ago. If you have not yet participated in our Spring 2020 fundraiser, please do. Um, I think Rabbi Goldwasser just pointed out a couple of good reasons why one should. Um, even, if it, even if it wasn't his full intention for this morning. Um, go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and we thank you. Those who have not yet participated, thank you very, very much. Well, let's get into this. You know that uh, I have been, uh, over the last 11 days, inviting on a uh, daily basis, um, uh, much to the annoyance of some people. I'm a little surprised at some of the people in our community who are uh, who are not able to um, understand the importance of staying on top of the governor of the state of New York on the issue of summer camps. The last 11 days, I've been publicly... Um, uh, inviting the, the the governor, inviting the governor to come on and to speak about the uh, the summer camp decision, and uh, the op ed that I wrote that was published um, uh, certainly was a clear cut document outlining those questions that I would respectfully uh, ask and the questions that I would use. So it's not like there are any gotcha questions; they're all there uh, in a conversation with the governor. But he has not yet responded, as we know, and we'll see how long. Well, could some, some people have suggested that we should continue to campaign until I broadcast from an empty Camp Missouri. That's what people have suggested, that we should go up to camp and, and show everybody, including the governor, tag him on all the, the videos of the facilities that are not being used and how much fun, how much um, summer pleasure, and how much education, frankly, um, that campers could have gotten uh, in camp this summer. Uh, so if we do do that uh, eventually with Camp Misoru, we may actually end the campaign there. Anyway, Avi Shik, who's representing the Jewish camps and parents who've sued the governor of the state of New York and at one time was a, was deputy attorney general of the state of New York, is with us live via telephone. Avi Shik, welcome back to JM in the AM. 
Good morning, Nachum. Thank you for having me. Um, uh, I'm a little perturbed because uh, here it is. The governor gets the questions in advance, and, <laughs> and yet I don't. Why, well, why is that? Well, if you read the op-ed, you'll see exactly why. We we addressed that at the very beginning of the article. That was that was a great way to start, Avi. All right, so who's in the lawsuit? Is it, in fact, a collection of summer camps, including my dear friends at the beloved Camp Missora and some parents who... Uh, are frustrated by the fact that the governor has ruled there'll be no overnight camping in New York this season? Yes, we have uh, five different plaintiffs. There are four parents who um, whose desire is to send their kids to uh, to overnight camp in, in New York this summer. And we also have what's known as AJCO, the Association of Jewish Camp Operators. It's a coalition of um, dozens and dozens of, of Jewish camps that operate in New York. And uh, they operate, they come together under that umbrella um, to deal with uh, issues of common concern, uh, including most prominently this year, uh, their ability to uh, open. Now, uh, and and you say dozens. I mean, it's it's not a stretch to say there's between fifty and a hundred in that group. Yeah, I think it's uh, even more somewhere right in between there. I think that's right. right. Then. Um, all right, so let's start with this. Here's what the average guy uh, has learned since you started the lawsuit. Apparently. This case, and again, you know, I don't know the legalese, you do. This case won't be heard or won't be decided or the hearing has been pushed off until we keep hearing September. With that in mind, that there's now this delay, is it impossible for any legal matter, any legal means to reopen those summer camps? Uh, that, that's a misunderstanding. I know every, every, every uh, you know, Jewish uh, child is, uh, is half a lawyer and so... Um, <laughs> Everybody knows what they're doing, but no. The, the, the reality is um, that you know the, the schedule is not set. What what people, I guess, are referring to is that automatically, when you initiate a lawsuit, there is a uh, computer-driven schedule that uh, would apply in the normal course. Um, in fact, we we intend um, in a little over an hour from now, an hour and a half from now, to file um, papers seeking a temporary restraining order and a preliminary injunction, and and that will. You know, get us before the judge uh, sooner. We have a proposed schedule for the judge that uh, hopefully will get us heard this week. We have no, we, you know, we won't know for sure what the judge says about that um, until uh, a little bit later this morning. But but certainly the uh, the computer generated. Okay, they have normally you know 30 days to answer and so on and so forth. And so we'll have a preliminary conference in in you know some period of time. Is is not. Um, really anything to, to be concerned about. Well, just for that alone, I'm glad I brought you on this morning for that clarification because I know despondent staff members and despondent campers of Camp Missoura who now are going to believe, based on your words, rightfully, that there is hope, that there is still a possibility. Avi Shik is with us live via telephone. Now, if this would happen, if you and, and again, it's not fair to ask you for a prediction, but I don't want people to think that this is a shot in the dark. I don't want people to think that this is, you know, a needle in a haystack, a one in a million possibility. This is real, right? What, what, what could happen in the next 48 hours is a real possibility of what you just described. Yeah, now, it, it probably won't, you know, the, the chances of getting a decision, you know, or even a full hearing um, in front of the judge in 48 hours is less likely, but to, to get heard this week is something that we're hopeful about. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a serious lawsuit, um, we have serious claims. We've put our arguments uh, um, together and, and put them forward before the judge in, I think, the best manner possible. Um, 
you know, we'll have to see where the judge's mind is at. Sometimes judges are, are deferential or too deferential to government. Right. You know, I guess in my eight, ten years in government, I didn't see it that way. But uh, where I sit now, um, you know, we're hoping for an independent-minded uh, judge who will just look, you know, at the facts as uh, as they are. And uh, if, if if he does that, I think that, you know, we have a, a serious shot here. Is it helpful, Avi Shik is with us, is it helpful for your case, for the parents' case, for the camp's case, everybody together, is it helpful that the governor has decided that day camps can open? I, I think it certainly is. Most people, just as a matter of of common sense, um, put aside the doctors who, you know, are supporting uh, the the plan that the overnight camps put together. But as a matter of common sense, people are are scratching their head because all we've heard about for the last several months, obviously, is the bubble and staying inside your bubble. And overnight camps offer a uh, a, a bubble of uh, of campers and, and staff, you know, secluded from, from anybody outside. Um, and, you know, by contrast, day camps, you know, you'll have 10 kids to a bunk, let's say, and they'll spend their eight or 10 hours together in day camp. And then they go, each of them, each of those campers goes home at night and interacts with their friends, their neighbors, their relatives, storekeepers, whatnot. And, and then they all recongregate the next day. And so it would seem that the chance of, of spreading infection, the, the, the chance of bringing something from outside camp into camp and then spreading it, um, and conversely, catching something in camp and then spreading it um, among those with whom you spend time at night after camp is, is far greater than you know the risk in an overnight camp. Uh, Avi Shik is with us, and uh, the way I've seen some of the camps um, uh, uh, behave over the last few months the way they've started to, and really not just started, but but came up with a, with almost a final plan of how to deal with all this. If the parents would cooperate, and I know that sometimes that's a big if in our community, but one would have to suspect that in this case, everybody would be on their best behavior to cooperate. If every family would cooperate, then the camps would really have the environment that you just described. And if God forbid, if God forbid someone did get sick, obviously uh, the, the the option I would guess would be to, you know, to have, have them picked up and taken home because I think one of the one of the things that that the government has said they are concerned about is what this might do to the healthcare system in the cities where the camps are holding their program. Avi, wouldn't you agree that the directors you've spoken to are, were ready with a plan to make sure that anybody who needed to be quarantined in camp, or if the case was more serious, needed to go home, in fact, would be able to? Absolutely, the uh, the, the camp operators. You know, we're working on this uh, certainly as as early as April, maybe late March, and you know it was put together really under the auspices of the camp operators. But you know, they brought in an entire team of infectious diseases specialists, other doctors, you know, health professionals, um, who guided them in, in in terms of formulating the policies and the guidelines and the protocols that they were willing to adopt. And it, it wasn't something put together in the afternoon. It was the product of of a lot of serious thought by yep. very serious people. Yep. And people, parents, and campers, frankly, uh, staff members as well, came up with really good recommendations over these couple of months that were incorporated. A lot of people you know, realized it was a good idea when so many people were on the same page of certain things. I'm telling you, everybody out there, you don't realize the preparation that's gone into this, the thought that's gone into this to make sure that the summer camps could open, uh, the overnight camps could open safely. And unfortunately, in New York State, that's not happening. Avi, um, one of the fr- there are a couple of frustrating things here. In addition to the whole day camp overnight camp uh, uh, discussion, 
Um, you might recall that uh, early on, or certainly earlier than now, in this whole uh, reopening discussion, it wasn't a reopening process yet, it was a discussion, uh, the governor of New York had formed some type of alliance, Northeast Governors, I think he referred to it, uh, where seven states were working together so that reopening would happen together, and you wouldn't have a situation, this is what the governor had said, he did this in order to avoid a situation where people would go from one state to another state to take advantage of a service or some type of program that's already open. Since that day, I think everything has gone in completely the opposite direction. Different cities and and regions, even in our own state, are in different phases. So in theory, if I wanted to get a haircut last week in, you know, and I'm living in New York City, I would in fact travel to a different country county in New York State. And obviously many states, as we see, between beach situations and many others, are completely off kilter in terms of some type of coordinated schedule. This is what we are seeing now with summer camps. Those that were scheduled to open in New York State, like my beloved Camp Missora, now are seriously considering going to places like Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, and otherwise in order to open their program. That, to me, is very frustrating when the whole effort was supposed to be implemented to avoid this type of situation. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, you know, it's certainly one of the curiosities here. Um, One is hard-pressed to find a consistent sort of thought or, or, or philosophy or, or policy that, that seems to guide things. And so, you know, I think I think what, you know, um, what makes people most frustrated, of course, is the fact that um, a couple of weeks ago when the uh, uh, the protests really gathered ahead of steam um, after the killing of George Floyd, and it's understandable, um, but the, the governor and other political leaders in New York um, who were sympathetic to the you know the uh, the issue that the protesters were bringing to the forefront, um, they, they they encouraged it despite the fact that you were talking about tens and many tens of thousands of people who were congregating without any of the social distancing that we're hearing about for weeks and months and and, and the elect- our elected officials were quite clear that they were in a sense suspending right the uh, um, all those uh, you know. Health guidelines that we had heard about for for so many weeks, and they were doing so because they were in allegiance with the protesters, and you know that's that's fine. But you don't get to pick and choose among the First Amendment rights that you like, and and, and those that you agree with, or those that you respect, or those that you want to promote, get one set of rules, and those that you know are not you know favored, get another set of rules. That 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 doesn't work, right? That's not you know a neutral standard. That's a double standard. Hundred percent. That's the way it seems. Certainly. Uh, also, I, and and again, if you tell me that this is not the proper forum for you to address this, I'll accept that. Uh, but we've been told, we've been told by many of our leaders, especially the ones in New York City and New York State, that only truth, facts, and science will guide their decisions when it comes to what does reopen, what doesn't reopen, and when. And, and I, I, again, I don't know if it's something you can address, but I, I suspect that there might be, even though they've declared that politics will never enter into these decisions, I suspect there might be a drop of politics that's gone into this formula. Anything you want to say about that? Yeah, here's the way I look at it. I, I don't know what, what's in someone's mind sort of consciously, but um, what I do see here, and frankly, um, it, it's something that, that – you know, plagues us um, in, in so many different areas is, right, we live at a time and a place where religion is, is out of favor. And 
what what happens then is you know if 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 government which controls so much of our lives right if, if they're looking at at any risk assessment right and they say on, on, on the one side of the scale they put um, here's a potential for something to happen some harm right. something bad right. and the other side of the scale they put religion well they don't give any weight to religion right it's not something that they value right. so you know in their mind there's no you know any potential risk is uh, outweighs the benefit um, because religious practice is, is not meaningful and, and government's not supposed to do that and you know uh, for, for us for our community Right, you know, camp is 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 not only a a great place to to make friends and to get out of the city. It's an educational tool. Right, right? we have uh, the kids learn there, and 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 sometimes they thrive in in ways that they can't even do in school. Right, um, you know how how people come to appreciate tefillah, how people come to appreciate Shabbos. How, how many of us, you know, still think, you know when, when we're at our own Shabbos table with our own families with their own children? Yeah, right. Our our, our Shabbos meals are our our smiros are really driven by the experiences that we had in camp. Right. And so, but they don't see it that way. So, so we see the great benefit, and, and therefore we bring in infectious diseases doctors to say, okay, how can we maintain this benefit, you know, in the, in the healthiest, safest way? Mm-hmm. Government just says, well, there might be a risk, and any risk outweighs the benefit because we, can't, we don't value the benefit. And I think that that's a real, real problem in, in the society we live in. Right. And unfortunately, it's just getting worse. Right. It, it's the old, you know, just to save one life, and I'm not minimizing one life, but this attitude of just to save one life has kept our our stores and livelihoods for a lot of people, you know, closed for a very, very long time. Again, not minimizing the importance of life, but the balance is simply not there. And um, and and by the way, uh, that that might also be, um, it may also be appropriate to mention that the, the governor, and this is something I would ask him, of course, as I mentioned in the op-ed, uh, the governor said he would not send his own kids to summer camp this summer. Since when do we decide public policy based on what one person, no matter what their position, would or would not do? You know, if we decided public policy uh, on on the experiences of of one family or one individual, then basically every murderer would be you know given capital punishment because that's what every family would vote for who's lost somebody at the hands of a murderer. Uh, but we don't do that. We don't arrange public policy uh, based on the experiences or the attitudes or the opinions of one person or one family. Um, that, that, that's exactly, especially when it comes to our constitutional rights. Right. Right. It, what we can't have is that you know it, it, the, the um, what the governor is doing is you know he's he's using a very narrow lens of personal preference or personal experience, and that's just not the way to view you know um, our ability to exercise our rights to exercise. Um, our constitutional rights as parents, as as Jews, as believers, um, who who say this is how we want to raise our children. We want, especially this year, right? Especially this year, where no one's been in the classroom for three months, right? Um, more than three months, and phys- um, and physical activity, to- and physical activity, something just to run around sure. a little bit. They've been in their house for three and a half months. <laughs> a- absolutely. I mean, listen, you know, if you think about so many other things in society, whether it's you know. Right, you know, organized sports. Most of our, most of our yeshiva schools, right, don't don't have football teams. Right, don't travel, you know, all over the state. Right. for for organized sports activities and leagues. Tournaments. So number one, this gives us the ability to do that. But, but think about it the other way. You know, unfortunately, one reads about you know accidents and injuries, serious injuries, right? You know, in in in, in larger society, right. in, in in organized sports among youth. And and of course, what does government do there? They try to find the right balance between figuring out best way to protect health and safety while promoting 
that activity. Correct. Right? You know, God forbid when you when when a kid gets seriously hurt in in team sports in in, in a public high school or when you know, and you see this unfortunately too often when you know there's some accident because you know the team van is coming back late at night. They don't close that. They don't just say, "Okay, no more sports, right. no more team sports." Of course. Um, and here, unfortunately, they're saying, "No more camp." Yeah. Uh, all right, Avi. I know you got to go, but last question: uh, When can we expect? And I don't mean us here at at the broadcast. There are other ways I know to disseminate information as well. When will we, as a community, here? I- I'm desperate for my beloved Camp Missora to open up in its location in Guilford, New York. When's the next time we'll hear something? Based on what you told us earlier, it sounds like by the end of this week, we very well might have some information. What can you tell us about a timetable? Well, as I said, we're, we're going to file papers in a little over an hour from now. Um, they, um, they they seek a TRO. They put, to, they put forward in the most comprehensive way of the legal basis for what we're seeking, what we're demanding. We have a whole series of declarations of affidavits from infectious diseases doctors, from camp directors, from parents, explaining the basis for that. So that will be filed in, in just over an hour. And, you know, that will get us to the conversation with the court about the schedule for this. So we're hoping to have a clearer picture of the schedule uh, today. And, and hopefully it gets us a schedule where we get heard, right? Camps, we're going to start this week, Wednesday, Thursday, the 24th and the 25th. Right. We're probably the target dates that camp we're looking at, and we're hoping... That, that the court is mindful of that and says at least at least give us a hearing by then so right. that you know we can we can have a better idea of, of where this is headed. And I keep talking about Camp Missouri and they've had a big role in all this on the camp side. We should acknowledge Avi and I think you'd agree uh, that the Goodness Israel of America has had a major uh, role on the organizational side. Correct? Absolutely. And uh, you know, Adjco, the Association of Jewish Camp Operators, which which is the umbrella. Body was uh, right. uh, founded and probably run for many years by Mayor Frischman, who uh, so many of us know as sure. the wonderful director of, of Camp Agudah Benos for, for decades. Correct. And, um, and, and AJCO has been the umbrella under which they're operating now. And, and Mayor himself, of course, put in um, a very moving and meaningful declaration, you know, as part of the papers that we'll be submitting in an hour. Avi, thank you very, very much. Fight on. Keep it going. Thank, keep, keep on going, you, Avi. You, you keep it up, and, you know, your, your, your listeners. You know, should should keep on making noise about this. Should keep on demanding from our elected officials that we get justice here. That's a hundred percent right. It's one of the reasons, uh, even with the frustration of some of my fans, it's one of the reasons we keep calling out the uh, governor on Twitter and other uh, avenues on a daily basis. Avi Schick, everybody, uh, he's uh, one of the people leading the fight. You heard what's going on in terms of the legalese and in terms of what we should expect this week. Uh, let's hope the fight continues and continues on until. Camp Missora up in Guilford, New York, opens up their campus and all the hundreds of camps in New York State that want to have an amazing summer for their campers and staff, even if it's limited, even if it's with the testing, even if it's with all the regulations and policies that they're going to implement, everything that they're going to do in the safest way possible. Uh, Let us hope this continues, this fight, until all the camps are open. Monday morning broadcast, you're listening to JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. with Yaakov Shweki. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Well, it is June 22nd. It's actually a good day to, uh, to do a lot of uh, summer updates. We spoke to Avi Schick, who was um, leading the charge. When it comes to the um, New York State summer camping overnight programs, I want to thank him very much. And now we get to hear from uh, the authority when it comes to um, summer camping under the umbrella of NCSY summer programs. The director of NCSY summer, who is uh, going to have a little bit of a different summer than usual this summer, is, of course, the great David Cutler, who is with us live via telephone. David, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. How are you? All right, Baruch Hashem. I guess the uh, staff and the uh, campers are uh, starting to get used to the idea that the summer of 2020 is going to be slightly different than prior summers. Oh, boy. <laughs> that is very, very true. <laughs> so we're, I'm going to be residing here in the United States this summer, which is a... Uh, Humongous difference. First time since 2005, so it's going to be a tremendous difference for us. I thought of you yesterday because uh, somebody in my home was lamenting the fact that this would be the first time that they have been uh, outside of camp for Tisha B'Av. And, of course, Tisha B'Av and camp, you know what that's like. But for, oh, you, really, yeah. but for you, it's not just going to be outside of camp. For you, it's going to be outside of Jerusalem, because normally you're in Jerusalem on Tisha B'Av, right? Yeah, it really is. I just that is. By the way, that is the most uh, difficult thing to accept that I will not be in Jerusalem at the hotel and in Tisha B'av. and it's uh, you know it's, that sunk in already a couple of weeks ago. I mean, you you still can't get there to Israel right now. If you ever wanted to go there, there's more more in my life. I got to yeah. be honest with you. But uh, the fact that I'll be here for Tisha B'av is uh, you know just makes things a lot worse than uh. <laughs> than and usually and it's just so hard to believe because obviously if I would have told you this six months ago, you would have thought I was nuts. But it's just so hard to believe. Yeah, um, all right, 100%. David, let's go through. It's NCSY summer, of course, everybody. As usual, whenever there is any type of uh, adjustment needed, NCSY and its summer programs, led by David Cutler, do an amazing job in making the adjustments, uh, you know, n- never altering things more than they need to be and making sure to alter things uh, in a way that makes sense for both staff and campers. Let's go through everything. Um, uh, you did announce uh, uh, prior to this conversation that, in fact, that none of the programs would actually be going to Israel, even meaning if, if Israel would open up, let's say, in August or toward the end of the summer. Uh, that's not going to be happening this summer. Correct. Correct. Well, I mean, Israel has not opened up yet, and it's unclear when it will. And even if it will, there still might be a two-week quarantine. So, right. unfortunately, that was the first thing we took off the table. And then we had a number uh, really, a, a bunch of scenarios we were working on that included all included travel here in the United States. Some more on a like an overnight camp type type uh, program. Some on a more travel type program. And uh, really, our doctors and uh, <clears throat> excuse me concluded that we really travel just wasn't safe. They didn't like the idea at all of getting on a plane uh, and even getting on a bus for hours at a time was really uh, they, they really didn't like it. And uh, you know, so we we made the decision, the very tough decision, that the only programming we're going to be running this summer is going to be local um, and also virtual programming. Uh, but the the local really, I have to again. The last time I spoke to you, I gave credit again to our, our parent company, the Orthodox Union. The second this broke out, they were really already, you know, wheels were turning already. How can we help serve Claudiusrel? What can we do? You know, especially this summer, things they knew things were going to be different, and they knew challenge, you know, travel was going to be challenging at best. Um, so they immediately started a project called OU Project Community, 
Um, and basically, there's going to be local programming for teens that's chesed-oriented around the country. So, and it's, each, each community is going to be a little bit different, but they're, they're focusing on basically four communal needs. They, they, they're focusing on, on the elderly. They're focusing on special needs. Uh, they're focusing on, on uh, physical labor. And they're also focus, focusing on family with little children. And they're, again, each depending on where you are and what community, it'll look a little different. But the OU, together with really all of its staff of NTSY, Yachad, JLIC, and the Teach People, uh, are creating different programming for teens. Uh, there'll be learning, there'll be chaburas, there'll be different types of uh, activities. But, you know, again, within the, the laws and guidelines allowed wherever you are. Uh, and, there'll, and there'll be chesed opportunities to help in your community uh, based on what is needed. And uh, it's a really it's a tremendous initiative that they, the entire OU-wide, every, all, all departments of the OU are focusing on this uh, for the sole purpose of there are so many kids who are not going to be able to go away this summer uh, and parents don't know exactly what to do with their children. Uh, some want to send to day camps, some don't. You know, some are going to be sending to some sleepaway camps in some areas in Pennsylvania and the like. Uh, others will not. And uh, this is going to address the community's needs for those who are home and need, need programming. And, and, and again, it will be all, you know, there's co-ed, there's single gender, there's special needs, uh, and there's everyone together. It's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful initiative that the OU has put together here, and we're all very, very excited about it. David Cutler with us via telephone. Well, the, the virtual part we get, because that's been working really well, and your programming is amazing. How many cities can be included in a program like you just described? I mean, we know the New York, New Jersey area obviously has the population and the programming possibilities to be included? What about around the country? So up to 25 cities are going to be at wow. least included in this um, because it's, re- it's really wherever there's an NCSY, Yaha, JLIC, OU presence of staff, uh, that's what they're trying to So there's going to be in Florida and there's going to be in Seattle and there's going to be in Chicago um, and really all over the, and Boston and, and really all over the country. So yeah. it's, uh, it's really city by city and it'll differ a little bit in each city based on the staff and based on the needs of the, of the community. Uh, but it's very exciting. The, um, and it's interesting. You mentioned that the, you're going to be concentrating on seniors, special needs individuals and their families, young families, especially the single mothers. You're describing categories of people in our community and families in our community that have really had a very difficult time, relatively speaking, uh, during this whole COVID-19 isolation. We know what the seniors have gone through, but certainly those families with children who have special needs or those who are, uh, you know, single mothers or young young families with a lot of young kids, those have been very challenging situations. So you're really concentrating on where the need is in our community. Yeah, they really are. I mean, again, you picture, you know, I, I know I've spoken to friends of mine who both are working and their kids are on Zoom, so right. they have to balance a day of of really trying to keep up with their schedule and trying to keep their children busy at the same time. And a lot of people really haven't had their babysitters and the like, and they obviously weren't in school. So really struggling to, to maintain their, their children's structure while also trying to keep their jobs, which obviously is, uh, is pretty yeah. important these days. Uh, and then again, everyone just, you know, people really are shut in. They really can't get out. Just doing basic things like shopping and, and, and things like even, even just companionship at this point. Right. Outdoors, sitting with somebody. And saying, I know on Shabbos some friends of mine came by and social distance, and it was like, it was like a miracle to spend a few minutes with some people, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, outside and just to really schmooze. And, and my son to play with his little friend, you know, also from a distance. It was uh, it's tremendous. You know, Father's Day also yesterday was awesome in terms of, you know, spending time with the in-laws and, uh, you know, and the cousins and everything from a distance. So it's uh, the, the, social, the, social com- the social component is going to be really important for people. Oh, no question. We're getting there. We're getting there. Have you designated any specific people to help with this overall program? So there are a lot. So it really, it really does, you know, vary by, by community. Uh, but we have all the top NCSY, Kola, and Mahalala people on this in New York and New Jersey especially. 
Uh, so there's going to be a, a single gender track in New York and New Jersey of learning with really with Top Rabbanim and, and Top Rabbanim and our moderate Kemen Madri Code who are home for the summer and who are so committed uh, that they, they, they immediately reached out. We, we literally, we had a call last week and, and a couple dozen uh, fantastic staff really mm-hmm. lined up I wanted to get involved with this because they, they understand that the need is really there, you know, and really even for them, you know, you want to, when you're in college, when you're a little older, you want to help. You don't want to just sit by and, and, and do your own thing. You really want to get out there and help the community. So we're, we're helping in all respects, with all ages. Uh, everyone needs something at this point, you know, whether it's, again, whether it's the learning, whether it's the, the companionship, whether it's the chesed. Uh, they're just they're just a need for everyone to get out there this summer and try to do something and uh, and that's what the OU does which makes them very special it's really a it's a fantastic organization that just really really thinks about the community first uh, without the resources even necessary we have we have to do some serious fundraising and we're still in the middle of doing the fundraising to really be able to afford this uh, but that's that's not what they think they think first of how can we serve the community and you know we'll kind of worry about the uh, the fact afterwards well it's not just uh, taking lemons and making lemonade it's also really as you just pointed out being there for the community and not abandoning the kids and staff who are looking forward to an amazing summer so to the best of your ability NCSY summer is going to happen this summer again a lot of it virtual and a lot of it in the communities as you just described with Chesed and Torah being the major components and who doesn't endorse programs whose major components are Chesed and Torah leave it to the OU and NCSY for that uh, and uh, you're going to make it as good an experience well you are not abandoning the youth David Cutler a lot of others may have just said you know what we're closed for 2020 and we'll meet you in 2021 you're not doing that no, nah, it's, it's totally not our MO. We really we are very focused on 2021. At the same time, we we expect record numbers. Uh, we got a grant, God willing, that we're working on, uh, which is just about confirmed to really expand our public school program and our yeshiva program also. Um, and we we really expect record record numbers next summer. So we're really our tour providers are working very hard in Israel right now uh, to really secure uh, locations already for for next summer. Next summer in Israel, God willing, everything should go back to normal. Bezrat Hashem is going to be fantastic. Uh, but at the same time, we're, we're very focused on making sure the kids this summer uh, get what they need because it will be a tremendous, tremendous chaval for kids not to, not to thrive and not to be able to grow in the summer because it's just a tremendous opportunity. The schools need it, the communities need it, um, and quite frankly, our families need it, and, and we're going to be there for them. Uh, David, a lot of uh, campers and staff members and supporters and parents have been there in Israel for the big day, have you have you announced anything regarding Yom NCSY? So we just last week, funny you should ask, we just last week came out with, uh, we, we decided we really, Yom NCSY is a fantastic part of our summer. It's a highlight where all of our programs come together you know, under one roof. It doesn't matter what your, your observance and your religious background is. That night we are very much the, uh, the idea of Am Yisrael Chai. Uh, and all of our programs and supporters and alumni Come for one incredible night, as you as you witnessed the last number of years. So yeah. we are going to have a Yom NCSY this year on Sunday night, August second, the weekend right after Tisha B'Av. God willing, it's going to feature Benny Friedman and, and Mordechai Shapiro. Uh, we are not re- releasing any other details yet, but we're, it's going to be very different. It's not going to just be a concert. It will be virtual to some extent. There probably will be a component that is live with a number of people there, which we're working on. Uh, but it's going to be a very special evening, very different than anything that's been coming out so far to this point. And we'll start releasing details as we get a little bit closer. Uh, but the two of them are awesome, and we're going to have some other all-stars there, maybe including someone named Nachum Siegel. <laughs> um, and uh, the night's going to be very, very special and very different. And, uh, again, it's Sunday night, August 2nd, and uh, it's going to be a very, very special night. That's going to be the highlight of the summer for us and hopefully a lot of people who tune in. 
Anywhere on the web to get information about everything we discussed today? That's all being updated. Yes. So Rabbi Simon Taylor is the captain of the uh, of the OU Project community. So Taylor S at ncsy.org. T a y l o r s at ncsy.org. And for for Yom NCSY and anything else NCSY related, it's always summer at ncsy.org. There may be people out there with recommendations about different types of uh, chesed initiatives. Uh, are they, do you want to hear from them, if, if people ask? Absolutely, to... absolutely. If, the community, if communities need chesed and have different opportunities, we have, we have, we have committees working in every single community, uh, but we obviously are not going to cover anything, and nothing is too big or too small. We're obviously going to have smaller groups this summer. Right. You know, we're not going to have so groups of, you know, of four or five people can certainly take care of a chesed that's even on a smaller level. So anybody should be really in touch with Rabbi Taylor, who is... Uh, who's championing this whole thing together with another nice young lady, Mimi Jankovitz from, uh, from Florida. But his, his email is just easier to mention as far as it's just a little shorter. So it's uh, taylors at ncsy.org, T-A-Y-L-O-R-S at ncsy.org. Well, David, you're quarterbacking this year from the United States instead of from Israel, but it does sound like uh, you have a lot of quality stuff going on, Baruch Hashem, this summer. And kudos to you and NCSY Summer and the OU for, again, not abandoning the community in this case at all, but really making the best of a very challenging situation, and for that we're very appreciative. Baruch Hashem. Thank you, Nachum. And again, yeah, it'll be very strange to be based in Woodmere this summer, especially uh, for that I don't like Woodmere. Woodmere is fantastic, and uh, all the, the amenities here are excellent, and uh, all the places are delivering, so everything is great, but it's, uh, it's just not the same as being in Yerushalayim, and my, my favorite place, Papagayos and Piccolinos, and everything that we usually do in Israel is, uh, is greatly, greatly and sorely missed, and, uh, but we're very much gearing up for next summer, and we're going to, like you said, we're this summer is not a bit of for us. It's going to be a, a really important summer for us to impact as many kids as we can and as many communities as we can. And the OU is doing that together with all their staff together as a team, and it's very exciting. Thank you, David. Have a great Nothing. day. Thank you. Stay well. Be well. Monday morning, Rosh Chodesh morning. My thanks to David Cutler, who directs NCSY Summer. It's amazing. With all the things that are going on and the difficult and challenging months that we've had since uh, the beginning of March, NCSY Summer, you can imagine, has probably gone through so many iterations, and uh, they still come up at the end of June with an amazing thing, an amazing program for campers and staff. Kolakavod. More coming up. You're listening on a Rosh Chodesh morning to JM in the AM. Oh, yeah. 
J.M. in the A.M. Israel Werdiger with Kivinu. Before that, you heard Benny Friedman with Hine Hine uh, on the J.M. in the A.M. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best. And it's now available at Trader Joe's nationwide. A&H Hot Dogs, Trader Joe's nationwide. Spread the word. You'll be a hero when you reveal this news to people. They'll say, whoa, thank God you told me. That's a piece of news I want to hear. That's a piece of news that's life-changing. That's a piece of news. I do these road trips this summer because I don't want to go on a plane, so I'm going to be traveling with my family by car, stopping minimal times at the rest areas. I want to be able to, you know, purchase a a disposable barbecue and – and cook up some delicious hot dogs. Well, there's your answer. A&H in Trader Joe's Nationwide. A&H in Trader Joe's Nationwide. What else is there to say? <laughs> That's the news of the day. That's about it. <laughs> that is the big news of the day. No joke. Rosh Chodesh morning here at JM and the Remember all the traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh. Yalav half Hallel. Special Torah reading, Musaf, Baruch Keep in mind all the uh, traditional additions for Rosh Chodesh on this Monday, first day Rosh Chodesh. Um, so keep that in mind. Young Israel of East Brunswick presents... Uh, a free Rosh Chodesh concert to raise our spirits. I'll be the MC. Eitan Katz and Shulam Lemmer will be the performers. It's all happening tomorrow night. Go to yieb.org for Zoom information about tomorrow night's concert. yieb.org. yieb.org for all the information. What else do I want to tell everybody here? Our friends at Artscroll are giving everybody an amazing month of June. Everything in the month of June from Artscroll.com and at the retailers is 25% off. You heard correctly. Everything at Artscroll.com and at the retailers, 25% off. Not bad, huh? Go to Artscroll.com or visit your retailer today and uh, save, save, save. I want to thank those who are commenting on the app. Feel free to go to the NSN, Now Home Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Also want to thank our friends at the Rothenberg Law Firm. They uh, brought our Celebrate Israel program to everybody yesterday. They presented it, and I thank them, InjuryLawyer.com, InjuryLawyer.com. Thank you to the Rothenberg Law Firm. We had a good time yesterday with the Celebrate Israel show, just before the uh, JCRC show that was on their website. And uh, again, a thanks to the Rothenberg Law Firm. That 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 again that that show will be in the archives. Just have to decide where it's going in the archives. But feel free if you want to hear that show with a lot of great Israeli music. 
uh, to email Avrami, af at NahumSiegel.com. He'll send you the link. Just uh, guarantee us you'll send it around. Hey, why not? Uh, af, af at NahumSiegel.com. Af at NahumSiegel.com for any information regarding that. Also, if you don't receive our newsletter, oh, the link will hopefully be in the newsletter. Yeah, the link to that show yesterday will hopefully be in the newsletter. Uh, if you don't receive our newsletter, you can email Avrami, af at NahumSiegel.com, af at NahumSiegel.com. Let them know you want the weekly newsletter, which comes out on Mondays. Oh, there's so much going on. Tomorrow at 11 a.m., we'll be broadcasting from Central Perk Cafe in front with all the proper social distancing. Central Perk Cafe in the five towns tomorrow at 11. On Wednesday at 11 a.m., Wednesday at 11 a.m., it'll be uh, Queen Anne Road. will be in front of Sammy's in Teaneck, New Jersey, Wednesday at 11 a.m. So get set for our live lunches on the road as we try to... Uh, incorporate some actual travel shows into our schedule. Thank God. We haven't traveled with our show, with our network, since February. We haven't been outside the studio since March. So tomorrow in front of Central Perk Cafe on Cedarhurst Avenue, Wednesday in front of Sammy's on Queen Anne Road, and that'll be um, uh, at 11 a.m. Eastern time. And keep in mind that both programs are brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Again, both programs are brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. And there's a special raffle, a two-day raffle. Tuesday and Wednesday, we'll choose one winner of a gift card for the Tierra Sur VIP wine tasting and dinner for five people at the Herzog Winery in California, which means next time you're in California, you can bring four friends to the restaurant and enjoy a free wine tasting and free dinner at the Herzog Winery in California. So we're not paying for your travel, but once you're in California, you have an amazing gift if you win the raffle that we're going to be offering tomorrow and Wednesday. And a big thank you again to our friends at Kedem uh, for sponsoring both shows this week. It is much, much appreciated. Now, tomorrow on this program, on JM and the AM, Alan Fagan, the outgoing executive vice president of the OU, is going to join us. Um, it's going to be a, I don't want to say exit interview, but it'll be a retrospective of his years at the OU. Uh, for us, he's been an amazing resource, an incredible supporter, somebody who has been full of ideas and and just enthusiastic about every unique thing that we do that involves Jewish communities around the world. Um, and I cannot thank him enough. I'll have a chance to thank him tomorrow morning. But Alan Fagan, as he uh, leaves his post, will be joining us tomorrow morning for a, a full-length interview regarding his years at the Orthodox Union. It's tomorrow at about 745 right here on JM in the AM. Make sure to be tuned in. Mordechai Shapiro is next. You're listening to JM in the AM. My brother, we're one. Show the world that we're done. Sing with me, Bishalom. Shalom, 
הייתה בכל פינה, נזכה לראות הכותל, נעשה תפילה ובקשה, ועכשיו יש רק לחלום על היום שנשוב, נבוא לירושלים. Toby Brummer, Ali Ali Yerushalayim is the name of that one. Mordechai Shapiro before that here on a JM in the AM Monday. It is uh, Rosh Chodesh morning here at JM in the AM. And I thank you so much for tuning in. Mayor Weingarten is with us live via telephone because guess what? Coming up at 9 o'clock, as you would suspect, since it is Monday, is uh, yet another edition of um, another live edition of the Israel Show. Uh, Mayor's going to be on between 9 and 10. By the way, Mayor's also going to be here Thursday. Uh, I've been mentioning, so I wanted to make sure nobody confused it with any type of, uh, God forbid, COVID situation. I'm mentioning I'm having uh, elbow surgery on Thursday. Mayor's going to sit in Thursday between 6 and 9 a.m., so in addition to hearing him today, uh, between 9 and 10, you'll hear him on Thursday morning as well. Uh, Mar Weingarten, welcome back to JM in the a.m. Oh, you're adding that. I, I decided now I'm going to start adding that. Yeah. Oh, you beat me to that. I gotta, now i got to think of something else. No, no, you're fine. You're, you're, you started. Mm, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm going I'm to mull this one over and get back to you. Trust me. Okay. But everybody knows that Segal is a Levine. Yeah, so. I guess that's true. Most people know that Seagulls are Levine. Um, so today between nine and 10, uh, you describe, and look, you, you've had some incredible episodes, especially recently of the Israel show, but you described this one as one of those real can't miss episodes, especially if you're a fan of uh, what you, Mayor Weingarten does every single Monday. What's unique about what's coming up today at 9am? Thank you. Well, we're, we're, I'm, I'm doing a seminar. Ooh, nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I decided that it was, um, it was a great example. So I'm doing a seminar, uh, on on um, on media, it's a media seminar. Oh. How good journalists should not and do not cower to the PC tantrums that are based on fictitious narratives. That's what I call the the seminar. Wow! And the class that I'm giving will use a live interview that was uh, an interview that was given recently on on Israeli TV. It was a live interview, and we will dissect this interview that caused an uproar in Israel. Uh, it was an interview between Zahava Galon, the former Knesset member and the former head of the Meretz party, the radical left, and uh, Kalman Lipkin, who is one of uh, Israel, I believe, leading 
uh, investigative journalists and interviewers who is uh, on the right. And uh, wow, it, it, fireworks. Very interesting. Because, because usually what, what happens, the left makes some claim, and then the right says something, and then they start yelling, you're a racist, you're a misogynist, you're this, you're that, and the right just shuts up. Here, he wouldn't shut up. He just he kept the tag. He said, it's not, not true, I won't accept what you're saying. And, he, and, and Well, I won't say what happened at the end, but yeah. Mm. You will not indicate whose hand was raised in victory at the end of that discussion. It's a seminar on how good journalists don't cower to the PC tantrums based on fictitious narratives. The class, given by Mayor Weingarten, will dissect a recent Israeli TV interview as a live example, as Mayor has described. Don't forget the weekly Israeli music mix. Don't forget to like the Israel Show Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show. And, of course, listen between 9 and 10 a.m. right after JM and the AM uh, as you do every single Monday. So it sounds like uh, it sounds like class will be in session 20 minutes from now. Yes, yes. Because, you know, people aren't going to school, so I figured, <laughs> you know, I'll, oh, I'll and, class. And by the way, first of all, in general, your programs elicit a, uh, a, a, a large number of comments on the app, the NSN app for Android and iPhone, uh, but you welcome those, and anybody who would like to react okay. live, anybody who would like to react live to what you're saying, um, regarding you know either position or either side, they should uh, just you know comment on the app, and you'll see it during yeah. the show. Yeah, for sure. I try to respond. I can't always, but right. I, I definitely try to respond. And if they want after the show, they can uh, comment on Facebook uh, dot com slash the Israel Show. Right, Facebook dot com slash the Israel Show. Todaraba Mar Weingarten. There he is, Mayor Weingarten. You'll hear him today at nine. You'll hear him Sunday at six, uh, Thursday at six a.m. And I thank him very, very much. Monday morning broadcast, JMM. Don't forget, we're hitting the road tomorrow, courtesy of our friends at Kedem. I know it's hard to believe. How could it be we're hitting the road when we haven't been out of the studio since March and we haven't hit the road for a show since February? Well, the answer is we're celebrating the next phase of reopening in the New York, New Jersey area, and we'll do so with the proper social distancing and the Lysol wipes and the masks and um, precautions about how our equipment is used by guests. Trying to think what else we're doing. Uh, What other precautions are we taking? Um, Six feet away from our guests and from each other. Uh, When you fill out your raffle ticket, it'll likely be done by one person, so nobody has to touch pens multiple times. We are trying to think of everything, frankly. (laughs) We're literally trying to think of everything. And don't forget that tomorrow's show uh, and uh, and Wednesday's show, it's one big raffle. Tomorrow from the Five Towns, 11 a.m. at Central Per Cafe. Wednesday from Teaneck, 11 a.m. on Queen Anne Road at Sammy's. The special raffle is a gift card for Tierra Sur VIP wine tasting and dinner for five at the Herzog Winery in California. So we're not flying you to California, but you will have a gift card if you win the raffle for a VIP wine tasting and dinner for five people to Herzog Winery in uh, California. That's pretty cool. And thank you to our friends at Kedem for sponsoring our on-the-road shows this week, 11 a.m. in the Five Towns tomorrow, 11 a.m. Wednesday in Teaneck, New Jersey. We're very much looking forward to it. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H, Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage Deli is the world's best. And now available nationwide in Trader Joe's. Woo! Is that true? Yes. Nationwide, Trader Joe's. 
That is pretty remarkable, by the way. Um, yeah, as simple as that. Available nationwide in Trader Joe's, our friends at A&H. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. If you haven't yet supported our uh, 2020 fundraiser, please do so. Go to fjbunity.org and count yourself among the supporters of JM and the Nachum Siegel Network. fjbunity.org. Again, that's fjbunity.org. And we thank you. More coming up. It's JM and the AM.
Shame in the AM with Mordechai Ben David, Ari Goldwag before that. Don't forget tomorrow morning in the uh, 7 o'clock hour, Alan Fagan's going to join us. Essentially, it is a, uh, uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if we should call it this, an exit interview, but it is a, <laughs> it is a retrospective. That would be a better way of putting it. A retrospective on all his years as executive vice president of the OU as his term is coming to an end. Alan Fagan tomorrow morning. Very, very much looking forward to that right here at JM in the AM. That should be a very, very interesting conversation. Um, if you haven't yet supported our, uh, our 2020 fundraiser, please do. We go to great lengths to bring you the best programming every single day and most importantly, live programming every single day. Please do your best to support us by going to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Or you can just send a check to Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, 551 Grand Street, Suite 3, New York City, 1002. Again, that's Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, 551 Grand Street, Suite 3, New York City, 1002. And, of course, we thank you for that. Tomorrow we hit the road, courtesy of our friends at Kedem. It's been a long time since we've hit the road. Tomorrow's live lunch at 11 a.m. will be from the front of Central Perk Cafe in the Five Towns. Wednesday's live lunch in front of Sammy's on Queen Anne Road in Teaneck, New Jersey. We are very much looking forward to getting out and about, seeing people in our communities. Um, the big raffle will be a one, one raffle for the two days combined, Tuesday and Wednesday, for dinner for five at the... Uh, Herzog Winery Restaurant out in California. And um, a big thank you to our friends at Kedem for helping us get back on the road during what normally is the week between school and camp, right? This is normally the week that most schools are winding down if they haven't already and that everyone's starting to shop for camp. I think, in fact, a week from today was the first official day for Camp Missora. As I mentioned to Avi Schick, some people are asking when my uh, campaign to get the governor um, onto the show to discuss summer camps. When will that end? Because it is frustrating some people, which is unbelievable that that, that would frustrate people, but okay. Uh, uh, I think as of now, if in fact this idea of doing a show from an empty Camp Missora happens, uh, I think that's when we'll end the campaign. Uh, but the goal is to get up to Camp Missora and to tag the governor and show him all the facilities that could be filled and all the um, rooms and the gazebos that are used for classrooms could be filled, and the dining room could be filled with energy and education and sports and fun going on for at least a few weeks. If only he would have decided differently when it came to overnight camps in New York. So we'll see if that ever materializes. And until then, uh, at the minimum, for a few more days, we will continue to uh, encourage the governor to join us here at JM in the AM. Sandy Shmueli wraps it up at JM in the AM.
Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored digital radio around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network, and of course, any beloved NSN app. Wraps up a Monday Rosh Chodesh here at JM and the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in. Mayor Weingarten is next, then uh, Yoni Pollock with After Further Review. At 11 a.m., Novak Now with Jake Novak. All happening today on the Nahum Siegel Network. Make sure to be tuned in tomorrow morning. Alan Fagan's going to join us for that historic interview in the 7 o'clock hour tomorrow here at JM in the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in. A happy Rosh Chodesh, everybody. And a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.